1: And welcome to the Visionaries Nastys podcast. My name is Christopher Brown. Uh, first off, um well, that would be thanks very much to uh, to John Larkin, who uh, I recently did a podcast about uh, Emmanuel America, uh, for instance Screaming Queens podcast, um, which was great and featured lots of lengthy conversation about masturbating horses. Um, so that was <laughs> fun. And, um in that
0: a was in a we, that was before we talked about the film.
1: That was just standard <laughs> stuff. And so uh, in in true spirit of uh, of an exchange programme, I thought, well, A, it'd be nice to Step away from the films for a bit and the the numerous slashes that I'm covering, uh, and yeah. uh, and be uh, to, to, to really kind of uh, just have a, have a break break up the, the podcast. But it's really great as well to have to, to, to have John on. We always, uh, and uh, we we've, and we've, I've, I've interviewed you in the past in a slightly more serious way when we yes, when we I was doing go. the last. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. We were in fact, weren't we? Laura arrived oh. with. Uh, with a sort of citron. And um, that, that was she my. T- that's the memory of it. Um, <laughs> not in the interview, was fantastic, but uh, uh, people, the people, the listeners did contact me more about how painfully middle class we, we all appeared to be in that, that moment. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's... But... Anyway, um, yeah, well, at, at the same time, I mean, you know, it, 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 I've, I've always. Yeah, the idea of going on a bike with a little basket on the front and going to the patisserie—I think that's <laughs> the future. Generally, I mean, Liverpool's been screaming for that kind of culture. Um, the Tato
0: the anyway. does not lie.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I've been—I've been, I've been in my quarantine. I've—I've I've just got onto the bacon of bread and the yeah. um, and the creation of ginger beer. So now Amazing. it's just you know that's that's going kind of to anyway. That's a very bad way of introducing you, so thanks very much <laughs> for joining us, John, for screaming please uh, Yes, that, my pleasure. That's great. And the idea really today is just kind of talking about the nasties and personal experiences of them, because it's something yeah. that, uh, I don't really get to do a lot, either about myself or, or you know. I, I, there's been the occasional... Chatty kind of yeah. video nasties podcast, and um, I've been on other people's podcasts talking about it where I kind of get to um talk about stuff. and I, I seem to be at the moment on the run, just mired in early 80s slashes, like really mm. just neck deep in them. Because when we were talking about it, you were saying yourself about um, maybe doing uh, do, do, just doing, doing one of the shows on the films, and I was like, ah. Oh, and I looked at the list, yeah. and to be fair, the the one we would have been on the list for today would have been the Prowler, which is right. uh, Tom Savini. Uh, it's the film is not great, but the kills are amazing. A really that's, good yes, quality.
0: That's one I've actually seen because yeah. um, I mean I've got uh, my uh, my big confession for today is that um, I haven't seen as many video nasties as I thought I had. You know, when you look at the list, there's still quite a few that I haven't got around to. Um, but the Prowler, the Prowler is one of them. I do remember really enjoying that one
1: yeah 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 it's got that great shower scene and the woman oh. getting done with the pitchfork which is um yeah. I'm saying. Uh, interestingly enough um the reason why it's not like a section two film and it just, just received was all the violence cut from the vhs version of course so you, yeah, cut, yeah. So you get it cause it's, the, it's the cinema release uh cut so you get it and like nobody died Basically nobody dies in it. Um, it's literally just prowling. <laughs> it's just a lot of prowling. But it's a, it's like a greatest hit set of uh, Savini yeah. kills. It's um, you course. know, heads yeah. explodes and people getting yeah. pierced with various sharp instruments. Of course,
0: yeah. So
1: that would have yeah. been great, but we're not doing that. Um <laughs> so, Isn't yeah.
0: Granger in that one as well?
1: Yes. I yeah. think so. I I I I, I haven't recorded literally I watched it um last week again mm. and you know what it just it's just washing over yeah yeah and yeah, I'm it
0: pretty short sure he is
1: yeah uh and uh, yeah so, uh, yeah i need to i need to really kind of get uh, I, haven't, I haven't recorded i haven't really thought about it to be honest with you apart mm-hmm. from watching it going there's some good kills in this i remember this now yeah. Um a lot yeah. of the time when i'm doing it it's just kind of reminding me of what the fuck i'm meant to be talking about before <laughs> we kind of get into it <laughs> to be honest it's not really uh probably not the, the thing that the listeners expect from me because it's a well-researched
0: knowledgeable person that i'm meant to be Oh, well, uh, everybody deserves to let the hair down.
1: So, first thing I suppose is, is a good idea, just yeah. in terms of introducing yourself and um, your podcast, Screaming Queens, and the thing that I was involved with, which is uh, like a, an offshoot of it, is that right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I'm Jonathan Larkin. I'm from Screaming Queens, queer horror podcast, and we are a Liverpool based sort of hobby podcast we just thought we really genuinely do it for a laugh we're you know um we're we're not full of advertisers we're not attached to any any big horror websites or anything like that we're we're just sort of there having having a ball and we we started it's like four years ago now we started the podcast it was my idea after speaking to you really Chris because I heard I heard your podcast I was just getting into listening to them and I thought, oh yeah, I'd like to I'd like to get in on this, but you know, look at it from a bit of a queer perspective. So I assembled my Avengers around me. Um and there's basically me, Martin, and Steven, who are all queer men, and Jonathan, who is our token straight, who hmm. we like to we like to readjust the balance by bullying him every every week. And um he um, so we sort of got together and we started to cover all of the classics. So we did, you know, Brides of Frankenstein, Nightmare on Arm Street 2. It all, you know anything that's got a bit of a queer kind of bent so to speak and um but we're all we're all just big horror fans in general so we don't we don't limit ourselves to just talking about the films that are notoriously you know queer lgbt leaning horror movies we talk about everything but we come at it from you know our own perspectives which i think are sort of you know they are sort of unique out there and still in the in the field of the horror fam, uh, especially in the UK, there, there's there's a few queer horror podcasts, but I feel like the majority of them tend to be dominated by the the Americans. So I feel like our little funny northern regional voices mm-hmm. are are still a bit niche, but we 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 have a laugh doing it. But we so we did it for a few years, and then I got talking to like you and Andy Roberts from Nasty Pasty, and we were talking about our shared love of exploitation, weren't we? Really. Yeah. And I thought it would be really good if Screaming Queens had a bit of an offshoot, a bit of a spin-off look at films that don't necessarily fall into the bracket of horror, but the horror adjacent or the exploitation. And we, you know, it'd just be a laugh to sit and to an excuse to watch them again and then a, yeah. a good laugh to sit around and talk about them and all the filth they entail. So we, we we launched it, um it was earlier and it was last year. Well, last year we recorded our first episode mm-hmm. with Andy. And then I I thought, I'll save it until we've got a few in the bank and put it out. But then it just got further and further away. And then lockdown happened. So I thought, I'll just put it out now. So we put our first episodes out with Andy a few weeks ago, where we looked at Savage Streets. And then me and you and Stephen collaborated last week on the Emmanuel in America, Mm -hmm. which which has been doing the rounds for the last week. And then I've got another one that I recorded with Andy Roberts looking at, Passion Plantation. Oh white, right. <laughs> a- 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 AKA Black Emmanuel White Emmanuel. Yeah. Which is which I'm gonna put out in a few weeks, which is Black Exploitation set in the deep south on a slave plantation. Um and it, it's just it's just as classy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so, so that's where we're at at the moment. We're still recording in, in, in lockdown. We've we've started to put a few new episodes together, so Screaming Queens will be back after the little hiatus. Yeah, so yeah, that's where we're up to at the minute. That's
1: good. I mean, yeah, I, it, it's been. Tr- I think it's been tricky for a lot of podcasters, hasn't it? Really, in terms of um, kind of adapting to the changes, and and I know obviously a lot of people do have done it on Skype over, over, over time. But I, I mean, yeah. I know I know people who, in the past, although I know the technology is better now and what we're using, something that kind of helps this. But like, who would record the the bits separately? And then mm. edit them all to their voices together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just yeah. the amount of work to kind of get yeah. something that sounds like yeah. that. I mean, I, I, that. I, I could never ever put, well, I am the lazy bastard, but also, um, the, 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 the You know, so the qualities, the sound qualities of the stuff I've put out when I first started. I'd be a hypocrite now to be trying to, oh, no, no, we couldn't put anything
0: out. I look back a couple of years ago. I did one with Rachel Nisbeth, who now does the Fragments of Fear podcast, which is a Jello podcast, which is really good. And we, we, I mean, we bonded over Twitter a few years ago and then became mates. And So we, we did one where I Skyped her. And we recorded it over Skype, and it just sounds shit. It sounds like we recorded in a wind tunnel or or yeah. in a like a, 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 you know, a tumble dryer. It sounds really bad. But you know, it, it it's all a learning curve, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, you know, and and the other side of it is, uh, I, I just kind of think of if, if the most important things is, is it's got to be fun. Do you know what I mean?
0: Um, and yeah. like a
1: lot of the time when I do any kind of creative project, you know. It, is it costing me lots of money, and is it fun? And mm-hmm. if it if it if it fails one of those two
0: tests, I tend to jib it off. Um, and there are times as well because we've been going for four years now screaming queens and there are times when when we'll meet up and we're all a bit knackered from work or whatever and we just really can't be bothered and sometimes those episodes come out a little bit flat and i think oh you know is it not fun anymore but then a couple of weeks later we'll have an absolute scream so that's why we keep going it is it is a hobby we're not in it to make money or become famous off the back of it we just we just do it because we like it which i get the impression that's we share that with you chris as well i know that you just love doing it
1: yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah no i mean uh, for me, for myself um i've never tried to monetize it i mean occasionally i've done like stuff like there's the book um which mm-hmm. is more notes and stuff but and then you know just like you can buy a t-shirt which i tried and then you know <laughs> once once in a blue moon somebody buys a movie poster t shirt off me um but yeah. i've never really pushed it and it's always just kind of like i wonder what would happen if i do this and the answer is yeah. not a lot so it's like oh, you know the, the key thing again i mean a lot of that was based on right back in the day when I was doing my Gallery podcast and yeah. um which is linked to Twilight Zone and obviously CBS was would had its reputation for being quite litigious at the time for uh, for fan sites. I mean that yeah. was based on one particular website that had a, a lot of copyrighted stuff and they got shut down. But we right. were kind of starting at the same time and we were kind of worried. Like so we said, well mm. listen, if we don't it's not for money, it's just for fun. You know, yeah. it, you know, basically hands off. This is a fan site and I think as I mean that was ten years ago. So Mm. as time's gone on, I think people have they've kind of you know the the uh, the the big business side of stuff. Maybe you know you look at the way Star Wars is and and like Star Trek and that kind of thing. They've kind of understood where that fandom sits and are a a lot more lenient in terms of allowing people to express themselves using yeah what is after after all copyrighted stuff you
0: know but that's it you're not going to do anything for your fan base if you start stomping all over them and saying you can't use this you can't use that it's like fucking hell where do you think you got all that money from in the first place you know your fans. yeah absolutely absolutely all right Cool. I mean, the
1: other side of that is, I mean, I don't think anyone's gonna. Some of the stuff I'm covering at the moment, I don't think anyone's gonna be chasing me
0: for copyright. I don't, some of them don't even oh, own. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of people probably wouldn't wouldn't own up to owning it in the first place. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> some of the some
1: of the some of the people you you yeah, writing about are just brilliant. They are they're hobbyists in themselves. You know what I mean? They got yeah. a couple of quid together and made something. You know. So. um, yeah. <clears throat> What what in terms obviously you you know we've spoken about the the, the your podcast and the shows and stuff and yeah and the and the nasties generally I mean and you have done nasties episodes so, so have, what kind yeah. of got yourself interested in that that bit of the history you know what I mean it's, it's yeah. beyond
0: just like the slashes and it? it's something else well the term uh, the term video nasty is when I was growing up it was only ever background noise to me so I I was born at uh, the, the end of nineteen eighty um so when all that was sort of kicking off i was still i was still very young i was still a kid so i when i fell in love with the horror i was about six or seven and that was more like late night screenings of like universal horrors and some hammers and um i was a big fan of the bob hope horror comedies like the cat and the canary and the Ghostbreakers. yeah, yeah. all that sort of stuff so the hard stuff came a bit later but um I remember seeing like Halloween 1 and 2 when I was about 8 and Nightmare on Elm Street roughly around the same time because like her mate has a pirate copy of it. um. And then, you know, as I got older, there was things like Hellraiser and stuff like that. So the actual nasties, the first time I really remember hearing the the term video nasties, it was actually, it was around the time of the Bulger Killers. Yeah. um, And Child's Play 3. Was, mm-hmm. was sort of, I don't know whether they, they banned it outright or they were trying to ban it and they were saying it influenced the killing and all that. Yeah. And I remember seeing the, the headlines calling it a, a video nasty. So that's my first memory of seeing the term. Um, and then it's always sort of been there in the back of my head that there was, the, you know, the, what a video nasty was, the the, the whole scare. Uh, but I didn't really start to investigate it probably until I was in my 20s. And then when it, it starts doing that, I realised I'd watched a few of them in one form or another before <laughs> yeah. you know without realizing that they were they were caught up in the video nasty scare yeah
1: yeah yeah i think um that that makes sense i mean you're talking about the, the bulls you're killing and, and that i mean it was very much uh, like a, a carbon copy 10 years later of the scare that yeah. you know this video exists it corrupted young people to commit a crime exactly, um yeah. And you know it was. I mean, it, it wasn't banned, but it was pulled off the shelves in a lot of places. Um, right. Yeah, it, yeah. So it was kind of like. I mean, you see that. You still see a bit of that today. You know, every now and again, uh, Tesco mm. will pull something when they realize what the content's yeah. like. Yeah. Um. So, it's like well, a few years ago now, but there was a film called Hospital, which it's the same thing happened. Um. But not to a far, far lesser extent, you know. Um. Yeah, but course. I mean, but you you I mean obviously. Charles play free is is, is 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 barely. I mean, did they, 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 all the story around that and and the link to, um, to the to, to what happened in that murder is tenuous at best. But you know that's yeah. the nature of these kind of media scares, isn't it? Of course, yeah, yeah. So,
0: um, go on. Okay, sorry. Go on. Well, yeah, but in terms of uh, the actual sort of video nasties that that I would have come across, I think a few of them I probably would have seen before I realised that they were. Actual video nasties. I mean, I'd always heard of Cannibal Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being in a video shop, and um, there was one of the Cannibal films. I think I don't know. There was Cannibal Ferox, or do you, uh, no? Do you know what it was? It was a film called Zombie Nosh. Right. I got that. In Liverpool, that sounds like something a bit different. very different. Um, yeah. Um. And there, I remember someone re- referring to that as a video nasty, but I don't know whether they were talking about uh, zombie flesh eaters, probably. Ah, uh, um, Yeah. 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 yeah they were probably just talking about that book giving it their own title but uh i remember yeah so i sort of remember things floating about as a child but never really as i say got into investigating them until yeah until i was in my 20s yeah that's
1: that's cool no i was just i was just googling zombie nosh um <laughs> yeah and it and, and luckily that gurgle result has come back okay <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm assuming you've definitely turned Alexa off for this. <laughs> Do you mean this? <laughs> um yeah, no, it's um I, I, it's it's called Flash Eater from nineteen eighty eight, um oh, which okay. is um so it features um Bill Heinsman who is um one of is the you know at the beginning he's called, uh, from Night of the Living Dead, uh the yeah. to Get you Barbara. It's the oh, him, yeah. he, he's the zombie ah uh, so there you go um so you know i wouldn't say the film is um is is is, is i mean i didn't notice something not sure i have to say yeah.
0: <laughs> but um
1: <laughs> yeah it's it, it, it is exactly what you'd imagine it's very low budget and, uh, and then yeah. the ma- main claim to fame is it was made by the fella who comes to
0: get barbara uh, um right uh, okay right. uh but- yeah sorry I think what I think the thing that sort of started to draw me in in my twenties was probably it was probably just wanting to investigate what um, you know what was inspiring the the films of the day as well because Tarantino was was becoming a, was getting bigger and bigger in the twi- in my twenties so it was you know looking at the stuff that he was referencing in his films so that would have taken me down the black exploitation route mm-hmm. or uh, the exploitation route so I just got more and more interested and um, I remember coming across i think cannibal holocaust was probably one of the the ones that really started to you know dig sort of dig into look at you know find out the history behind it hearing all about the animal cruelty in it and being horrified by that and wanting to know more about it so that that was possibly one of the gate one of my gateway drugs <laughs> into, yeah. into the video nasties that's cool
1: yeah i mean i mean for myself um certainly kind of similar, I mean, I was looking at stuff that i I didn't know I was basically looking I was in my early twenties looking for shock and stuff, so I didn't know that yeah. yeah. they were necessary on the list or not, so like getting yeah. like so I was just acquiring like you know the house by the edge of the park was probably mm-hmm. I got earlier than a lot of other stuff um because uh, it, it it although it was it wasn't hard to get hold of stuff, but it was it, it, it was, It's certainly easier than it was in the early 80s and certainly, but not as easy, obviously, it is now where pretty much everything's on
0: Amazon Prime. Um, (laughs) If you look for it, if you know what to search for. Um, Yeah, I remember I, I had a mate, actually, when I was in my 20s. I had a mate whose boyfriend was really... Um, he was really tech savvy, and he was he was one of those who was always looking for the next thrill. You know, the next shocking thing to see. Yeah. And I think I seem to recall I think he might have got us like a dodgy copy of Cannibal Holocaust off like a torrent site or LimeWire or something along those lines. So <laughs> that might have been where I was first introduced to that. Yeah. I, about it,
1: yeah. I just i i can't remember when i watched it must have been a month it, it wasn't as long ago as probably people think i mean maybe 2005 2006 because i remember watching it in the afternoon because i got the dvd imported in mm-hmm. and um contacted and like laura was at work and i was working nights which put but i can put it i can put that down so i two for a two three year window mid noughties <laughs> and um Look, and look, and I, I watched it just being so fucking angry. I just really angry with myself for watching it. I'm really like, just like, oh, what am I doing? I was like, <laughs> which is as a result of, for Eddie, film, it's so great. It's like, absolutely amazing response to get. And I don't think, and nothing's fucking just.
0: Pissed me off as much as a film as that. <laughs> so I'm watching. Fucking hell! What am I doing my life? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but then you, but then you become part of the, you become part of the problem, don't you? Because once you've done that, you start saying to your mates, "Oh, I've seen this shocking film. You need to, you need oh, to yeah, watch yeah. this." And then you, you become a video nasties pusher. You start oh, yeah, to associate no. it around to other people. You know, there's
1: absolutely no doubt about that. That I'm definitely a video nasties pusher these <laughs> days.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Know, me yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I remember. um, I think it would have been not long after I would have seen like a Torrent version of it. Um I started to sort of explore what was available um, you know, legitimately online. And I, I remember I bought the I think it was a grindhouse release of mm. the uncut version of Cannibal Holocaust. It was an import. I remember getting that delivered. Um and I remembered it had the, 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 the cover of the of the uh the cover of the DVD was the picture of the girl impaled on the stake. And I remember the, the the woman I lived with Victoria, who's very understanding and very chills and laid back. And she, you know, she knew I was a big horror fan, and she she's always have a very understanding little eye roll at the stuff that I watched. And I remember her looking at the cover of that, and just go, "Oh, Jonathan, that is just too much. That's just too much." And I remember <laughs> feeling very <judged> and dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, I
1: love
0: a little bit of that, though. I, I,
1: yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, I. <clears throat> Just taking, looking at the list, I suppose, mm-hmm. I mean, it's tricky, isn't it? Because obviously you're saying you haven't seen them. And, and, I, and I, I told that because I mean, one of the things with this section three list is the stuff on this, which is obscure anyway, and it's only yeah. really started to get any kinds of, not- it's almost started to get any real notoriety uh, since, you know, this section three list has been more prominently visible yeah. in the last, whenever that Documentary came out. The second part, of that documentary came out. The Jake West one. um oh, right, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is great. I've
0: seen. I'm, I've seen quite a lot of them. I'm looking at the list myself. Yeah, yeah. I've seen quite a lot of them.
1: I mean, don't, um, I mean, Suspiria is on there. I mean, you know, it's not like, but at the yeah. same time, there's like the stuff like and um, the evil and um, yeah, I, I, which you know, I, and also the loads of them on, are named on the list under different names than. Um then you'd know them as like the, the Prowler isn't the Prowler, it's Rosemary's Killer. And, and that's, that's right. still it's still
0: available as Rosemary's Killer in the UK at the moment, but no one calls it that. You
1: no, know what I
0: mean? No, 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 I've seen them. Yeah, there's, there's lots of them, I've seen, like Night Warnings on there, but I've seen it as much yeah. of Baker Nightmare Maker. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um,
0: which I found really interesting, actually, because that was one of those films where... Um, I watched that, um, and I thought it was interesting from a queer perspective because I remember, there was a lot of homoeroticism in that. There film. is, yeah, there is the
1: um, um, homo uh homophobic uh, uncle. Is it no, not uncle. Um, is it
0: uh, a cop or, or the
1: coach? He, yeah, he's like a he's like a a, a coach. I think. Yeah, yeah. And it features that amazing death at the start with the big tree trunk going through. Yes.
0: Um. But yeah, so Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. I love that one. And um, yeah, there's a few on there. There's, uh, (laughs) you know, I still haven't seen... um, What was I talking about then? Oh, no, I was thinking of something else. Oh, yeah, I still haven't seen The Gestapo's Last Orgy. Oh, have you not? No, no,
1: to be honest I mean, I mean, I'm no fan of the Nazi ones. I mean, apart from SS Experiment Camp, which is as fun as those things can be, it's... Yeah. Gestapo's Last Orgy has... um, uh, it's a, its biggest pro Not I'm totally not going to sell this. now. It, it it it's a bit it's a bit like it has a delusions of grandeur. You know, what I mean? it thinks right. it's a proper film, and you do not want that. What you want it to be is like SS experiment camp, or oh, yeah. what's the other, What's the one? Oh, beast heat. You know, when it's that's just similar. nonsense, like just Absolutely. loads of stock footage. He yeah. rips the pubes off and eats them. Bizarre shit yeah. like that. That's 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 what you want from your Nazi
0: exploitation. Just uh, of so my, off the scale. One of my lasting memories of the Beast and he says there's a scene where um there's a scene where somebody calls someone a slut, but the the voice dubbing over it is like northern like northern England. So she says, <laughs> look at you you're a slut. But the way she <laughs> it, it sounds like you remember those comedy voiceovers on Euro Trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what the voice track sounds like on the beast and heat. it's fucking brilliant
1: <laughs> amazing yeah. Yeah. amazing yeah um yeah i was trying to think what the uh oh yeah so it's, it's yeah it's basically gestapo's lateral Street is an exploitation the night porter if, if you it, uh, okay. a, it's a bit I'm like a that the yeah no it's a great film it's a proper film yeah. Gestapo's Last is not a proper film, but it it right. it, it does kind of... Stru- but It 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 very much thinks this. but anyway. It, not I get it. to watch it. I, it's worth a go. It's worth a go. I mean, the... I, do, uh,
0: I mean, yeah, I think I think all of us who are fans of the video Nazis, we go out looking for, to be shocked, don't we? we? We look for that thing. We look for that little rabbit hole to plunge down and then feel horrible about ourselves afterwards. And I feel like the Nazi exploitation is probably the peak of that. Although I thought that until I watched Passion Plantation. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, hmm, Holocaust slavery. I don't know which one's the bigger draw. You know. Oh god.
1: Yeah. no I uh, yeah. Um, yeah. there's those god. Yeah. I mean, we'll. <laughs> I'll. I'll. I'll give, I'll give it a go. Um, we'll listen to your, your your opinions on it.
0: Yeah. But um. But we'll see. <laughs> just, well, it's incredible. I mean, when you say you shouldn't, you can't really recommend Gustavo's last orgy. I genuinely can't recommend Passion Plantation because it's actually just shit as well. Oh, is it? Just <laughs> shit. Yeah so bless bless yeah.
1: good good job finding it though
0: flipping out um i would say i, I can thank andy roberts for that <laughs> just, well actually I, it's actually after after he went to the trouble of finding it for us i then realized it's on youtube oh is um, it <laughs> yeah but i think i think the youtube one has a lot of the sex trimmed down in it fair enough um, yeah there
1: so <laughs> so from 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 the from the list i mean what what kind of what 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 are the things that really um stand out and your memories of them we've mentioned a few and then which ones
0: are you just like i can't can't be adding any of this this is rubbish um oh gosh there's some i mean um just looking through it now actually i've seen quite a lot of them um i love the killer nun yeah i love night uh oh, night train murders i love that um no, there's, there's quite a few of them I, I do actually really like. Um, In terms of stuff that I've seen where I thought, no, no more of this, I would probably say I remember being a bit baffled by The Witch Who Came from the Sea. Yeah. I, f- I remember being a bit, yeah, about that. I think I was just a bit bored. It's quite slow. It is slow. Quite slow and dreamlike. And I think sometimes those films are fine if you're in the right mood, but I p- possibly wasn't in the right mood for that. Um, to be honest, there's none that I've seen would have thought, "Oh, you've gone too far now." <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Evil Dead, shockingly. No, no. I, um...
1: I tell you what, I've been. Um, funny enough, you saying that, because I've, I've, I've my my COVID watching has basically been uh anything like 70s Italian stuff because I find it comforting. Hmm. Basically, all just yeah. comfort stuff. So, oh, yeah. loads of shallow and stuff like that, and because it's it's just, you know, it, it's bright and colourful and, and a bit silly, and you're not overly vexed by it, even if it doesn't make any sense. And, like, some yeah. of the stuff from, like, so I've been going through Nightmare Elm Street and a box set and stuff like that, and I went, I did Evil Dead trilogy in a day, and the first wow. one I thought was good, and then I yeah. watched the second and third, and went, I went, these are a fucking mess. They're an yeah. absolute mess, and and that's kind of like it's been. I mean, I haven't watched. I must. It must have been a while since I've watched them. Samey, what I said to the Army of the Darkness, but yeah, I'm not.
0: Yeah. I, it surprised me. I don't know. There's a certain brand of that sort of gonzo American humor in the filmmaking. You know, that sort of cartoonish violence where uh, it does sort of lose me a little bit, and I think it's because it's just overkill. Um, yeah. pun intended. It's it's just like. Once you've been splattered for ten minutes by by the by all the blood and stuff, it's just a bit much afterwards. after After a while, I just think, okay, I've seen it now. What's what What is new? What's the What's the surprise around the corner? What's the shock? Mm-hmm. Um, but the bit where she gets raped by a tree—that's shocking. <laughs> um, just looking, um, actually absurd. I really struggled with absurd. Yeah, that's it. That's fair. It is um, slow. Yeah, is that the one with the woman changed the bed?
1: Yes. Well, she's not so She's yeah, she's she, um, she's
0: hospitalised, isn't she? Yeah. She's um, yeah. There, there were moments of that where I wanted to kick the TV screen in because it was so laborious. There were little moments that I quite liked, and it's got Georgie Eastman with his shirt off, so that always works <laughs> But yeah, I found that to be painfully slow. Yeah, yeah, that's was, fair. that was a struggle for me.
1: Yeah, and
0: yeah. I've, heard, I've heard I've heard Anthropophagus is the same, so I haven't watched that just yet.
1: Yeah, no, it is it is it, it's if not more so it kind of starts strong and then the it has like forty minutes of this group of people just scuba doing across the Greek islands. Um <laughs> and then it's then there's half an hour of just insane violence. But yeah. um uh but again or oh, no, so, I think this is probably true a lot of films we talk about. Like the the, the 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 standard definition and the fuzz of VHS and all the that the hype well that is hype. You know, the, the media yeah. scare around I mean, yeah. It. yeah does kind of give you, um, you know, it does change your experience of it. You know what I mean? If you if I put a video in your hand and it's got on the cover, the most shocking thing you've ever seen banned in 40 countries. You bang it in and you're watching something that looks quite scuzzy. And then like, with Anthropopagus, um, he, it looks like he, he, the scene is where he, he's like a fetus. And um, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. so that's like, it's bitch. Yeah, go on, sorry.
1: It's a skinned rabbit.
0: Yeah, that's right, yeah.
1: Yeah um and like so i screened that at the plus more cinema um and like when it just came up we gave um that year i get i i was responsible for anthropopagus getting its, its first cinema release in the uk um, and <laughs> proud moment <laughs> thank you thank, yeah where's my night today? day where's my blue plaque <laughs> um i was because it just it just it was all these things happened at the same time and it was like i think it was um uh, X number of years since the scare and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So we we did we did something and we did we, we this the actual premiere, the UK premiere of it as such was in Bristol, which was just the way it worked out 'cause we I kind of we teamed up with them to get it to, to get it on. Um and they did it first and we I did it afterwards. It was just the way it worked out. Not like it made any difference. I had like fake people there gonna watch it, and somebody was yeah. shouting, it you put it on put it on it was in H D uh, and it that this is finally getting around to points. The HD does not do that film any favors, and so so it's yeah. like the big shock scene. He gets the pregnant woman and rips out the fetus, and goes, and so the woman just went, "What the fucking hell is that?" Just like yeah. really dismissive, like fuck.
0: Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> um, What I find interested about this um is that the video nasties scare the hype. It actually gave a lot of really rubbish films more more coverage than they deserved, isn't it? Really? A lot of people sat down to watch really shit films.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: That would, would have just disappeared if it wasn't for the good old sort of Tory machine, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's 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 true of films like well certainly filming that may be a bit more interesting like Axe or or The Witch That yeah. Came from the Sea, for example, which yeah. would have probably in truth have kind of filtered died out by now and, and, and not without yeah. its you know, it's a niche, it's an additional um, put you know visibility and and you know and again when you're looking at these these section three films a lot of those these those films before the Jake West documentary and the trailers um were not available in the UK they weren't really available in the US and they, and yeah. obviously you know now when they get featured on a, a trailer compilation people go oh I'll, I'll, I'll give that a go you know it's meant to at least yeah. be relatively shocking or there's something about it or you yeah. know and, and when you're looking at some of the, some of the stuff it just um, <laughs> clearly not
0: yeah. clearly exactly. not exactly yeah yeah but you know i think that i remember watching the j quest documentary and and lit- literally i sat there and made a list of, of must-watch films yeah. and i think for, for any horror film fan that is such a fucking great thing to do isn't it you know when you've got this list of these films that you haven't seen i, I love that's why i didn't rush out to see every one of them because i love that i can always discover something new
1: yeah, absolutely, and yeah, the, and, I, the one. and and particularly with the section two list, you, it's gonna you're gonna find there's gonna be something about it. You know what I mean? There's, mm. there's a reason why it's on the list, even if yeah. it's you know a bloke cutting up naked dummies or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> again, definitely with, with its scuzzy, scuzzy special effects, you know, yeah. and crappy SD transfer. <laughs> so um in terms of yourself do you mean you have many memories from,
0: from the video shop when you were growing up and that kind of oh thing? god yeah i mean i loved i used to go in there all the time and there were two there was there was a video shop at the at the top of Mainland street and that was like quite a nice sort of big um you know quite modern looking place and there was a scuzzy one on like the throat, closer to where i live now and that was like small and dingy and its carpet stunk of damp and ciggies but um <laughs> I used to go and spend hours, and then I, it was just that thrill of sort of looking at the looking at the covers. It's yeah. always been the horror stuff. And also, in addition to the two video shops, we had Dave the Video Man, and he'd come around in a little blue van um, once a week, and, he, and he'd, and you know, you'd get the video off him, and you, could, you the difference with him is you could keep it all week until he came back around again. <laughs> um, and uh, I remember one of my favourites, it wasn't a nasty, it was a House of the Long Shadows, and that was the Pete Walker film from I think yeah. 1983. Um, and because I grew up on Hammer and Universal and stuff, it had Christopher Lee, Vincent Price and Peter Cushion in it. So I was just beside myself to see this film. And I used to sort of get it every week until I wore the tape out. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the actual video shop, I, I just, um I remember this, those sort of covers that first, First grabbed me, first sucked me, in when I was younger, yeah. um, and Hellraiser was one of them that big iconic image of, of Pinhead, um, and it, Nightmare on Elm Street, especially Nightmare on Elm Street Two, you know the Freddy's Revenge poster. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the artwork's by Graham Humphreys and it's 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 Freddy and the the, the school bus, and that was that's like a massive part of my childhood. So that's the big thing I remember re- always wanting to have that poster on my bedroom wall. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but in terms of the nasties, I remember the Bogeyman. The Bogeyman was definitely one of the ones I actually saw uh, all the time. Wow. The cover of that was like a priest bleeding, holding the crucifix. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I remember that one. Um, but to, to this day, I still haven't seen that film. Have you not? It's no, alright, you know. No. It's alright. Nice
1: it's yeah. it's it's not bad it's it's like a real mix of stuff it's kind of got like loads of halloween vibes to it and then obviously there's this mm. supernatural stuff so it's like slasher deaths but supernatural tinged it's definitely worth a go 88 films i think you probably pick up quite cheap from them Assume it's not on amazon prime because fucking hell everything else is, everything but, is um,
0: yeah yeah
1: but um but yeah i, love, I mean yeah. yeah yeah it's definitely worth a go
0: it's got him um, yeah. quite a good synthy soundtrack as well I think I've heard I think I've seen the trailer and quite like the soundtrack on that. Yeah. But uh, the other video Nasty I remember the Evil Dead was a big one. I yeah, remember gosh. seeing that, that, the video box of that. But yeah, other things were like Halloween um three and four. Um I remember being big a big fan of those boxes and Halloween four was one of the first I was allowed to get. I think it was about nine or ten. <laughs> <laughs> and my mum and dad were like, oh go on then. Um I remember watching that. Um and Vamp. Oh, grace yeah, jones yeah. film i remember the cover to that the bit with the big green grace jones face mm. i remember that and fright night was a big one of course yeah. i remember that howling too with it's like the cover's just like a whale but she just looks like a vampire she's like mixed race with shades and big red glo- glossy oh, yeah, yeah glossy red lips body double was another one and um demons raw head Wrecks. i remember the, the cover oh. to that and um Someone reminded me the other day of a a cover that I used to see all the time, but never got it. And it was called uh, Retribution. Oh, right. Which was from like the late 80s, but apparently it's a pile of shit. I've never seen it. I remember the cover of that as well. And Friday the 13th, uh, part two, I remember the cover of that, which is just the black cover with the outline of Jason holding an axe. And Hmm. then part four, which is the the hockey mask with the knife through the eye, I think that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I remembered all those things. I used to just I could spend hours just looking at them and reading the back the back of the covers and just going off into my own little worlds. really being That's amazing. them. That's amazing. Real, real escape, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't remember that many to be honest with you. I mean, I, I was um the one, the there the, was the, the I mean the, the my first video shop uh, must have been I mean bearing in mind it must have been like mid to late eighties and I think it was closed because it was tiny, it was absolutely tiny shop um mm. in West Derby, um, called Crown <laughs> Video. And like it was um I think it's like a little um like accountants now or something like that. You wouldn't normally use yeah. it at a shop because it's like it's half a it's half a shop um right. so you kind of go in and it was like just a little table and then, then obviously there were no windows so it was just walled in videos and then posters wow. at the top and then posted in the window so it basically looks like yeah. like a sex shop kind of you know like <laughs> lack of lice no just <laughs> wall to wall and, and and a classic kind of lack of any real discernible structure to what the films were so on eye level it was just whatever you know uh,
0: uh, okay, so it wasn't organized.
1: No, not in any meaningful way. I don't I, oh. I, I remember. Um, so there was horror and kid stuff and all all, all together, <laughs> you know. So but again, I mean this shop did not last long. Um so I don't I, I I just remember kind of going in, just being like bombarded with all I mean, obviously very tiny little ginger pasty kid, kind of just like blown away by all this stuff. Yeah. And we were kind of yeah. We, and we was, I mean, the the one that was we, I mean, we, we were talking about it was um, Bloodbath and the House of Death, which is a Kenny right. Everett comedy from was, I think yeah. eighty four, eighty five. It's got Vincent Price, and I think it's got Palmer Stevenson as well, and, and it's exactly what you'd imagine it would be. It's just nonsense, but the the, the cover has. Everett, I think he's meant to be. You're meant to be like, because it's got like a, a picture of like it's like a, a sex comedy kind of uh, picture of like a you know a woman like um, you know like you get on the postcards like a saucy yeah. postcard type of picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to get a vote carry on vibes. And then Kenny Everett kind of hamming up, scream, and so it's like you know basically saying it's a horror comedy. Don't get too much. You'll see some boobs. That's the message adults are getting from that. What I'm seeing is wait, What is this? What's the naked women and and screaming <laughs> fella from the telly and Oh my god! <laughs> just melted me head. Wow. And I and I and I, and that and that's kind of that was that was some of the yeah you know the, the more black stuff. But I think certainly um, for I think that but part of the, part of the thing is that you. Because they were kind of, you know, the video tapes. At, at certainly, early doors were kind of um, were didn't have any kind of notable ways of telling what what it was apart from a cover and um, yeah. you know, sort of a, a brief description. So if you weren't, so you're just going to go well, you know, it's 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 the shorthand of marketing, isn't it? So I know Kenny isn't going to appear in a video nasty, and it, yeah. you know, so therefore it will be fine. Whereas obviously, you know that can be twisted two different ways of course you know, one of the films on the section three list is um, The New Adventures of Snow White, which <laughs>
0: that? is that like porn or something?
1: Yeah, it's a, 90, it's a late 60s German sex comedy. Wow. I know, I know. There's nothing in that sentence that makes you want to run out and watch it, is there? No. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's, it's I watch it's again. It's on Amazon. It's
0: you have to pay for it, but it it's like a VHS rip version of it on Amazon. If you if anyone's interested, a lot of those, lot of those ones that are popping up on Amazon, though, I what I always wonder is that they like the cut versions or uncut, you know? Because you yeah. want to settle down the film and then realize it's fucking censored.
1: No, absolutely, and you don't know. I mean, the problem. I mean, the the bigger thing for me is it. You know, it comes up and says um standard definition, so you kind of at least oh, yeah. assume. That you know somebody at some point might have looked at the fucking thing, um, but mm-hmm. clearly not. It's it's always so. It's normally um, just whatever. I, mean, I think with a lot of the stuff, um, if it's something like that, it'll be the uncut version because it's literally just a business that's bought a shit ton of stuff out of a warehouse, digitized right. it, and lashed it okay. on. Um, if it's something like um, Universal or you know like a bigger company, it'll be whatever the BBSC have given it a rating for. So right, I know yeah, cool. I know the uh, the showgirls that's on Amazon Prime is the cut
0: version, which makes you wonder. Is it? Yeah, You'd, I What's don't cool? know. What... Cool? It's just a bit of the rapes trimmed, but ah uh, right, well yeah, okay, that's no great.
1: No, it's no great loss. It's not. It's not. It's not the. It's not the reason why you watch the full film. It's because... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um but yeah, i think so from that point of view so if it's if it's you know bigger companies more reputable companies it, it tends to be whatever you know the, B, yeah. the bbfc versions whereas something like nice. that they're not even they're not even putting it through the bbfc they're just getting it doing suggested ratings and putting it off now that is yeah. not that is not going to be like that forever almost certainly yeah. at some point all that shit's going to catch up with them but at the moment. Everything you can right watch now. Can. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> just don't watch passion plantation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um So um just for yourself as well. So what kind of stuff have you been watching in this quite sorry, quite have you been I'm talking about, you know, my own viewing being a bit more nostalgic hmm. is that the kind of thing you've
0: been yeah. doing or have you been oh, yeah, talking about- definitely yeah yeah um yeah in terms of that in terms of horror and exploitation i've been revisiting loads of stuff that i've seen a hundred times so we've watched um obviously watched re-watched emmanuel in america a few weeks ago mm-hmm. uh over the just the last couple of days actually i've been watching coffee i watched coffee last night and i watched foxy brown the night before That's super um, I've been in a bit of a black exploitation mood. I think it's watching all of this uprising in America, thinking about black power and all that's making me go back and look at look at some of those films and do a bit yeah, of reads on yeah. them as well. Um, uh yeah, I mean, looking at those films and also um, pro- probably from watching Passion Plantation last week as well, I got reads on black exploitation. Um, and it made it. It sort of made me think about why I, why I'm into exploitation film. What it is that draws me to it, and I feel like I feel like sometimes um, you can get arguments, you can get kind of uh what can I, how would you put it? You can sort of see issues being raised in these films that never really get raised in a mainstream film in the same way. Yeah, um, and I think um, I was I was reading up on a lot of the black exploitation stuff and. Uh, I remember I read that they got a lot of shit at the time from more sort of conservative black viewers who who hated seeing all the stereotypes being played out on screen. You know, like people, you know, it was always, always criminals, it was always drugs, it was always pimps and prostitutes and all that. But there were there were pockets of that audience who were like, "No fuck you, I see myself represented on screen here." You know, there were there were people who were there paying to see the films who were who who their stories were actually being told, whether it was in a PC way or not. Yeah. Um. and i can kind of identify with that because i always think about like the what happened to cruising when when that was re- released or even when it was being filmed it was it was being up by various lgbt groups at the time um but that was sort of like the the more respectable gaze you know they were saying you're damaging our movement you're doing you're undoing all our hard work um but at the same time, a lot of that hard work was to fall in line and pander to heteronormative normative ideals. And I feel like yeah. there's a certain link between that and um a lot of black exploitation and exploitation as well. There were there were groups of people who were being put on screen who weren't necessarily being represented anywhere else yeah um and you know thinking about the cruising thing that i, I always thought cruising sort of went deep into the fetish scene that was full of dirty fuckers who like to go out and shag and wear leather and not be respectable or accepted by mainstream culture um and there was a big part of me that responds to that as a youngster and responds to that now so when i look at black exploitation and exploitation i, I, I don't know i sort of get a similar vibe i i, 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 sort of, I think that um there were filmmakers who had the balls to go out and just make stuff, yeah. Um, and that way, because of that, you got to see some interesting stories that were told in, in these films, yeah. I don't know if that makes for them just babbling, but no, no, it, uh, it, it makes
1: total sense. I think you know, you look at something like Foxy Brown, um, and you know, you can you can equal it, you could equal argue, you know, there's the, 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 a lot. Of the, the, there's a lot of stuff in that film which you know, is, is, you know, is about drug, you know, her brother in that um mm-hmm. is, you know, is a drug dealer, it is, you know, is a mess, it's is a grass, is all those kind of bad elements. Yeah. Yeah. And there's prostitution and all that. But at the same time, the money behind it and the exploitation behind it is a white couple who are trying to yeah. control you know yeah. you know what I mean? Like the baddies yeah. in that film are white people. Um yeah. And, yeah. and 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 it's very clear that, you know, they are they a position of influence and power. And these other people aren't, and they're just getting kicked around by the
0: system. Exactly, yeah. And it's it's a sort of you, you get to see, yeah, you get to see someone who is a black woman who is in control for the majority of the film. I mean, I mean, just about halfway through it becomes a rape revenge film, which is something different again. But again, you get to see her prevailing, and you get to see her literally cutting the white man's cock off at the end. You know, you, yeah, that, yeah. that's that's how it that's how it ends. You, and I feel like. Yeah, it's not always told in the most sensitive way. These stories aren't always told in the most sensitive ways. But if that's not if if it's not told that way, then those stories aren't going to be on screen at all. And I yeah. feel like there's a bigger picture to it all. And I feel like they, it's important that a lot of them, a lot of those films were made at that time. It's more and it's important now looking back. You know, from even through if you want to look back at them through a millennial sort of lens, the messages in those films were always about. Power and prevailing against the odds. Yeah, um, it's like uh, what's that other one? Fight for your life. Yeah, <laughs> it's on the nasties list, isn't it? And um, mm-hmm. I remember watching that and being horrified by a lot of the racist language being used in it. But again, that was so rooting for that family, for that black family to fucking destroy those horrible racist people. Yeah,
1: you know, absolutely. Like, um, it's cheering.
0: Just- you're not sitting cheering for the horrible racists, are you? You're sitting cheering for those people who were who were being put upon and who were fighting back.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean it's an odd film that. Sorry?
0: And I was just gonna say you don't necessarily get that in a film that's been nominated for this year's best best picture Oscar, you know? No, no, you
1: just get um Green Book instead. Oh there you go.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, of oh, a yeah, glib um stuff. But um yeah. I but yeah, I think you're right. Um and but I suppose that's kind of um generally um I think one of the really things about the Viginasties as a thing was that it was um, disliked by by mainstream uh, because it was an underground. They were seen as underground. They were seen as foreign. A lot of them, like mm-hmm. foreign invasions, you know these this, these these not just American films, but you know Italian and Spanish movies that are coming yeah. over there. Yeah. And you know they're, they're they viewed they, they're different to us. They, you know, low school, low ball low xenophobia, or, or low school mm-hmm. or, or racism, and. A lot of them, if you know, you look at something like Cannibal Man, which I was just thinking about
0: Cannibal Man, yeah,
1: which yeah. you know was built on, um, which which touches on you know sexuality um, in a Franco period Spain, and is very and very poverty. careful in terms of, you know, how it portrays its characters to kind of get
0: to be created. You know that is a that is a true subversion. Um, it's true. first of all, it talks about that film says so much about poverty and class as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's that that did that tells that story in a very ballsy way that you know, I could never see that kind of film getting made at that time anywhere else if it wasn't if it was putting itself above the parapets and say I'm being, you know, mainstream in any way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I
1: mean, so I think that's kind of that's that that, and I think that's probably true. Today, you know in terms of you see young black voices or or young queer voices um they're they're still see they are always othered in media um mm. anyway still um and um or you know it's defined by very narrow you know what i mean it's not defined by their own life experience it's defined as a a genre or a thing or something over there and um okay. and i think um the nasties for better or worse were probably uh, a big bang introduction <laughs> to, to, to 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 certain groups of society that there there are voices and 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 the first true time when uh, a, a you know a populist medium a populist cultural medium was available in people's homes that was able to be more um, more unique to those to, and more 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 democratic. You know, mm. whether that be um, you know, the the stuff like you know the the people out there that were making films on the on video cameras. You know, I mean, I don't I, push you towards stuff for little children, which uh, <laughs> isn't isn't a, isn't a nasty, but and it's terrible, but it's brilliant, but it's terrible. But yeah. Well, yeah, like a, a gore film made by fourteen year old kids in a drama <laughs> school. I mean, just glorious stuff and things. Yeah, you no. know, and, and as again, that is completely and utterly. It, the first time you know first time you, you'd be able to do that kind of stuff and obviously deliberately trying to be you know get some money by being offensive but mm. the kids are well on board with that and just yeah, and yeah. you can see them basically spraying spraying fake blood all over the place for a lap really.
0: it's just, yeah it's interesting i mean with, with the video nasties i suppose i go to those films for sort of cheap thrills and to be appalled and amused and aroused or whatever but i'm more I'm often more likely to to find a message in one of those films than I am a critic darling or an Oscar winner. And I think that's because I've just always been a fan of the underdog and I, I can't really stand that sort of elitism or snobbery. You know, the, you know, people who refer to showgirls as their guilty pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'm just like guilty. If it's a pleasure, it shouldn't be guilty. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as you know, it's not like you're not killing anyone, but, um, I feel like there's there's so much more to those films if you sort of take off that kind of you know, if you leave your handcuffs at the door. I mean, I always think about like you know, like the rape revenge subgenre or movement or whatever you want to call it, you know, there's some terrible, uncomfortable, disturbing scenes in the likes of like Last House on the Left and I suppose like on your grave. Um, but I hate it when people just assume, you know, just say, Oh, you're exploiting rape survivors for cheap thrills. I mean, did you go out and ask every survivor out there what they thought of those films? You know, yeah, yeah. you're just assuming because there are some survivors of sexual assault. So I know who find those films extremely cathartic experiences, yeah. whether they're, you know, whether they're told in the most sensitive way or not. I think it's just that sort of judging something. It's that, that little soundbite that you use in the intro of uh, Mary Whitehouse. You know, I don't have to see what's in these films to know what's in them. Yeah, yeah. It's so much of that that's still out there now. Yeah. And it's, it's, you're you're absolutely
1: right. And it's, it's 100% about silence, silence and voices, you know. Yeah. Um, totally. You know, obviously, we're talking about um, you know as we as we are talking. I'm, I'm sure you know the, the the protests happening right now in America, and a lot of yeah. the, the, the voices that are coming out about that aren't, aren't about the anger or the rage or the under, or under, trying to understand why people would set fire to a target. It's yeah. why it's 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 dismissing their protest because they set fire to the target,
0: and well, you know. We're now in the age of social media as well, aren't we? So it's it, so it's it's if it can't be fisted into a soundbite, little like a little tweet or a meme, then then it's not you can't argue about it. It just it it will just be that's what's being tweeted. And if you disagree with it, then you're cancelled. You know, you yeah, yeah. so It's it's again. It's 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 um it's it's uh, like you say, silence and voices. It's it's quashing people, making them scared to to have an argument about something. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, cool.
1: Alright yeah. mate I think That's that's a That's a nice Very strong Positive way To finish it By You know yeah. I, I mean, You see actually We should
0: have done Something about Wanking a horse It would have made it A lot lighter For an idea. <laughs> um well yeah but it, it all just goes back to the reasons that we watch films isn't it um you go in there for it's it's quite a pure thing i think is that you go in there to because you need to see certain things to to feel a certain way whether that is you want to be horrified or amused or aroused or whatever yeah. um there's a the purity to that you're just watching the film for that reason and you might get something out of it but um you know don't write something off straight away you know don't th- that are there's good and bad in everything.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think um I think it's a weird one as well because obviously when I was my first, I was thinking about the Burnham mainly because I was thinking about the Prowler this week. But like the Burnham at one point was seen as being incredibly problematic as a film, like, and yeah. and now um it's not. <laughs> and I think and you kind of and part of that's because it's very ready available now and people can kind of see it and it kind of loses some of its mystique but part yeah. of that is the fact that that is just a really good film that just happens to involve someone's fingers getting cut off with shears oh, yeah. of course, yeah. <laughs> and um, so I I, I think um, the more we kind of shine the lights on some of this stuff the the more that it can just be fun you know what I mean it doesn't have to be a political statement you know what I mean or or um, a voice to the underground. It can just be a l watch and join a film where loads of people get grab as many kids um, school kids as they can from New New York and then get cover them in fake blood in, in some New Jersey forest somewhere, you know.
0: Well, yeah that's it you can that's what i mean you can you can defend a lot of the films and say oh there's this message there's that message in there don't write it off um you know it's its deeper than you think but then uh, on the flip side of that there are films that are equally just fun to just go and watch and like you say just enjoy them for the fun for the fun of it and don't read too much into it mm-hmm. you know it's you can get both um and uh, the video nasties. Um, if you look at all three lists, like you're going through those, the, what is it, 80 films on that third list? Yeah, yeah, so much in there to enjoy, but there's also some absolute shit.
1: As well. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I, I'm basing it on a 33% rule. So 33% of it's good, 33% of it's all right. And then there's, there's a 33%, which is the uh, the bargain basement stuff. So it, we tend to, uh, it tends to be, I, 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 what I try to do when I do the lists on, a, on both the times is kind of mix. There's no real – there's some narrative to them. So some of them are, like, designed. So if you're doing Nazi exploitation, you know, you, you've got to do the first – you know, you love Campstown first because that's the yeah. first one. And then you can just kind of fit the others in. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit of that kind of creation, creating going on, curation going on. But the majority of them are just like, am I going to be really fucking bored of these here? Yeah. So I'll put something I want to cover – and then yeah. kind of bob down. So I think i have got like, a, there's a Friday the 13th for a couple of weeks and that kind of thing. And okay. near the end of the list is um, some of the stuff that I really like um, that no one else likes. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, John Rollin, uh, I love John uh generally. And uh, he's only got one film on the list. And it's a perfect excuse to talk about him. And it's Zombie Lake, which is not a good oh, film. And, okay. um, nice. It, 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 it's fun. I mean, the first 10 minutes is just naked woman underwater swimming. It's right, all okay. just for 10 minutes. Fantastic stuff. Real, really really noses na- cool. audience. Um, yeah. And then there's yeah. a, there's kind of like, there's, there's Nazi zombies come out from the lake. Um, yeah. There's a bit wow. of, bit of family stuff going on it, 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 it uh, the, the, you, you come out from the water but he, has, he hasn't used oil-based paints he's water-based paint so the, 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 a lot of the makeup's running it, it, there's <laughs>
0: this as i say oh, it's,
1: it's 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 stunning uh but it doesn't get a great reputation um oh. so there's that and then i think it puts the last and stuff like that, just some oh, yeah. kind of like full stoppy kind of like you know big bang finish kind of stuff but um but yeah, so I'm kind of. But at the same time, there are these periods of time when I'm just like, you do. You are just cycling through eighty slashes, which is yeah, the nature of it. It's like it's, it's like it's, It is literally like someone's got a big backpack and just grabbed horror films from the shop and slashed them in. And gone there, you go. Right above that. Is then.
0: That is literally it. That was That's what sort of happened. So. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. You're in it for the long haul now, Christopher.
1: Yeah, there's another. There's another. I think I'm about 50 away from the end. So yeah, this time oh, next year, I'll be. Wow. Um, I'll be. I'll be celebrating and drunk. Let's hope you're out locked down by then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fucking
1: hell, I hope so Jesus. Um, so uh, where can people find your your podcast and your work, John?
0: Yeah, um so go to and queens with a z dot podbean dot com or we're on SoundCloud. We're basically anywhere anywhere you can get your podcast, we should be on there. Um and then you can get me on Twitter. I, I never got around to setting up a Screaming Queens Twitter and now I think it's just too late. So just get me <laughs> on my my personal Twitter which is at Johnny Larkin you can get me there. Um and we should have a new episode out next week. We'll look at dress to kill. That's out next week. Fantastic um, stuff. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Passion Plantation after that. <laughs> and, and who knows? I've got a hankering for non-sploitation at the moment, so Genius. you might get a bit of that. Excellent stuff. I, I, I can only only imagine where you'd go for that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Amazing. <laughs> 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 cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. So yeah, um, and also very quickly for myself, if you want to get hold of me, please do. My email address is uh gmail.com. Go to the website videonastic or the last podcast.com, or you can get me on Twitter at at orange underscore monkey. Next week we are doing the prowler aka uh Rosemary's Killer. Hurrah! <laughs> Hurrah. Yes, yeah, a proper one. <laughs> so yeah. Until then, take care, and I'll speak to you soon. See you. Bye. Bye.
0: I have never seen a video, Nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. But how, how can you judge on a video? Oh, nastie? you've seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film.